Welcome to the Iowa Agronomy Update, where we talk all things agronomics. I'm your host, Brent Schwinnaker, and this podcast is brought to you by Asgro DeKalb Brand Seeds. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the Iowa Agronomy Update. Uh, we've got a special edition here uh, today, kind of a pre-harvest edition, but really what's special about it uh, is really we get a chance to walk through some history uh, with uh, George Cattermas. And George, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. So, George, we've had an interesting morning. So, uh, you you officially retired here this last week, correct? So are you are you officially two days retired? Yeah, officially. Okay. So the the question is, are you bored yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Okay, that's <laughs> good. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm glad glad that's the case. But uh, so George George has been our uh, technical agronomist in in southeast Iowa for DeKalb and Asgro and. And uh, George officially retired this week, and, and we wanted to really just kind of pick George's brain on where, you know, what he's seen with DeKalb and Asgro over those uh, 26 years, and, and just kind of get some of your thoughts on, on some of your things over this time, and, and where that's been, and, and, and how you've seen things progress, and, and kind of go that stretch. So, George, so 26 years how many different positions, official job titles have you held? Oh, my. <laughs> there have been at least, uh, I can quickly think of at least five different titles. And there's probably, probably actually more like seven. Yeah. How, how many different bosses? Oh, my gosh. At least, uh, I've had at least 14. <laughs> Yeah, that that is that is crazy. Uh, so, but that's a long. I mean, twenty six years is a good stretch, George. And I, I certainly uh, that that's a heck of a run. And uh, you know, we before we before we get back looking back over the twenty six years, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit about this year. Really, you think about the the challenging conditions that we had back in May, April, and May. And, and now our pre-harvest conditions aren't, aren't great. Uh, you know, so we kind of bookended this growing season with, with moisture, a lot of moisture. Where, where does this year rank in that 26 years of, of being on, on the difficult scale? Well, it's, uh, it's been unique, but uh, there have been several unique years, but this one probably weighed a little more. The thing that carried us through is just the speed that people can get, that farmers can get done yeah. with the larger equipment than what they have had back in the 90s when we had wet uh, wet springs. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. And another thing to think about that, that's come a long, a long ways in those uh, 26 years. But, but, but George, so the, a, a lot of these you know, corn seedlings early on sat, sat in the ground for a, a long period of time, really opened themselves up to be very susceptible late season for a number of different diseases and stock rots. And now 
we bring in, you know, up until today, a, a whole lot of humidity and, and now moisture, you know, what, what are, what are some of the issues we're going to be staring at here in the next couple of weeks with this stuff? Well, I think we, uh, we need to be monitoring stock quality all the way through because uh, we had some crown rot out there as well that's turning into stock rot. Um, you know, just the conditions that we've had. Uh, the other thing I'm a little concerned about is, is monitoring for ear molds. Mm. Uh, with the wet weather that we've had here recently. Yeah. Hopefully we'll dry out and get it to dry up fast. Uh, but but we don't want water hanging in those uh, inside the husks of those ears very long. Yeah. It, it a lot of a lot of late planted corn and a lot of ears that are still sticking upright right now. Yeah. The one good thing about it when you look at the season, we were relatively uh, normal temperatures uh and you look at least in my area of the state in southeast iowa the weather we had the warm weather we had last week and the week before uh really moved this crop along to where i think we're pretty close to being out of danger of any uh any frost injury because it's not mature yeah yeah well there's the first reference of the uh, f word freeze and frost so that um that uh, only took us about five minutes, George. So that's that's good, uh, but I think you're right. I, I think we've we're we're a lot further along than we were. But I know we're we're monitoring the the decal basgrove plot here that we we planted on June I think June third or fourth, and and we're just starting to see some of those early hybrids just starting to black layer. So um, we're getting there, uh, but but certainly I think we're in a lot better spot. I think we might be a little bit ahead of you by the sounds of that. So yeah, yeah, I would, I would think so. Yeah. So with that being said, what about beans, George? What um, you know, have have you seen you, your area is pretty pretty heavily uh, year over year? Kind of see a lot of sudden death syndrome in beans. Have you guys seen that this year uh, with with the early planted beans or not? We've really been uh, surprisingly uh, pretty clean from an SGS standpoint. I think a lot of it may have a have to do with the seed treatments the guys are using too. But yeah. we really haven't seen too much. That that's good because that I mean, George, if you if you think back over the last you know you know fifteen years, you know your your area was one of the first to see that disease come into the area. And this is one of the areas we relied on to test our germplasm in, in that area for that disease. So um, certainly a, a good thing to hear is as we trend towards planting our beans earlier and earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, let's, let's get into some of the, the fun stuff about the, the last 26 years, George. Um, so, if you think back, uh, so I, I believe you said 1993, is that correct? Yeah, that okay. was the year I started. 1993. And you had you had some uh, experience. You had about a decade with uh, extension before that, too, correct? Yeah, it spent uh, nine years as a county agriculturist okay. for the Iowa State Extension Service. Yeah. 
So while wow, you're you're talking uh, early to mid '80s, and then uh, 1993 when you jumped on uh, with DeKalb, and so you know, think back to where where yields were at 26 years ago to what we're seeing today. You know what, and and the equipment. You know what what in your mind? I always I always find it interesting to ask some folks. You know what. What's come further in technology, you know, germplasm and genetics and traits or equipment? You know, it's kind of hard to distinguish which one has come further because the equipment, of course, has helped us uh, just in size and scope and, and having the uh, auto steer and things that allow farmers to get more done in a day when conditions are fit uh so there's not as much that's getting uh planted in less than ideal conditions or if we have a year like this spring where we really have a very narrow window it's it's a lot easier to get it done but i look at uh what just conventional breeding has done with our our uh crops with corn and soybeans in the improvements that have been made in in disease resistance and and uh, stress tolerance, uh, just and the overall yield uh, as well. You know, we have the traits have come in. They've been great for protecting yield and for helping us with weed control and insect uh, and insect damage. But you still had to have that that uh, good yielding genetics to put it on putting a, a trait on something that didn't have good genetics was not much good yeah george 20 26 years ago do you remember what a, a when you took out a plot corn plot what what was plot average yields 26 years ago oh we had a lot of plots that would have been like in the around the 150, 160 range, if we had plots that were 175 uh, and above, those were considered, you know, above average, you know, getting uh, getting a plot that had a, a couple, three entries that were over 200 was exciting. All right. Yeah, and wow, 20, 26 years later, and George, you and I have worked together for um, almost almost half of that, I'd say probably 12, 13 years now. And even in that 12 to 13 years of time, in my time in the commercial business, you know, I, I still remember the 200s coming into play and, and, but you're right, you know, 175, 180 now would be uh, considered a, a crop failure. Oh yeah. The, the uh, definition of, uh, a failure has moved up to a higher yield plateau too. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if, uh, if you've seen many plot results come in uh, this year yet, but I know the uh, Cal Basgro had a, a plot result come in in Southwest Iowa earlier uh, in the week. The first one that, first one that I've seen uh, probably, probably the best plot that I've seen come in in, in my time. Uh, and it came in from our, Minline and Minden DeKalb dealer out in Southwest Iowa. Plot average, Georgia, 315 bushel, 24 inches. Oh, my. 24 inches. Wow. 
that's great. Yeah, I mean, so that George, that's that's double to what you're talking about 26 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it, it really is, it, and I you know I think genetics have been kind of a driver in this equipment technology. I mean, we with that kind of yields, we have to have bigger equipment to take take that kind of crop off of a field. Definitely does. Uh, it definitely does mean hauling a lot more bushels out of there. That's for sure. Yeah, and uh, a little tougher to get across the field. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think Mother Nature's uh, kind of doing a little bit of that for us, too. This this week is going to be tough to get across some of the fields. But, George, so so think back over 20, 26 years, and you've seen gobs of, of trait, new traits. You've, you've watched every, every trait be launched um, in, in the DeKalb Asgro uh, lineup. Obviously, you saw Roundup Ready Beans uh, come into play and launch, and that, that was certainly a, a game changer. What, what, what was the most exciting trait launch uh, for both corn and soy, um, kind of beyond that, that Roundup Ready Beans Oh, let's see. Beyond the Roundup Ready soybeans, I think we're actually into the next most exciting one with the uh, Extend beans. Because, you know, what we saw when Roundup beans came out is we were able to control weeds that have been a real problem for us for a long time and really boosted the yield just by controlling weeds. Mm -hmm. And now that we're into a scenario where we've got some tougher broadleaves out there than what we used to after having used the Roundup system for several years, having that, that new tool to help get uh, to help take care of water hemp and giant ragweed, uh, morning glory, some of those tougher uh, tougher weeds, I think is probably the second most exciting thing from a soybean standpoint. Yeah. What about from a corn perspective, George? Uh, corn perspective, the the biggest one to me to begin with had to have been the, the European corn borer trait, uh, just because, uh, you know, we were seeing more and more corn borer out there and we were gaining you know, big yield gains by having the trait when we have the insect very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think the, the Roundup corn had a, had a big effect too, as far as weed control, but I'd still put rootworm corn as the second, uh, as the second big one over my way. There's, there's a fairly large area uh, east of Cedar Rapids, the guys do a lot of corn on corn, mm -hmm. and they really boosted their yields uh, in corn on corn production yeah. by having the rootworm trait. Yeah, so that I mean that's that's a lot of a lot of different traits, and now you're into you know your multiple generations of of new versions of those traits now, and so it's it's certainly come come full circle there think back to all the all the products that you've seen george uh and and help launch and and place uh throughout the territory and think back to what what was your favorite corn and soybean product over the years what was 
you know, just that product that, that really stood out to you is, you know, wow, this thing was a game changer. Um, okay. I guess, uh, I guess I might have to talk a little bit about a package with corn. When we, uh, when we had the, had the Calb, uh, 61, 69, uh, 60, 16, 17, uh, and 63, 42, uh, and 43. That trio of hybrids really set things on fire over in my area. Yeah. 61, 69 was probably the biggest uh, step change in yield, but the combination of those three in a package really move things along for us yeah though that um i i came in i came into the commercial organization george into the the technology development group there about that time when 61 69 was really uh getting a shot in the arm and and we were just launching 6342 at that time and i i I want to say that was 2008-ish on 6342. Does that sound right, George? Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. Uh, and I think the 6016 was a little bit ahead of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm yeah. guessing 6169 was probably 2006-ish. Does that sound right? Yeah. 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 That That – the, that package, uh, George, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That it's got to be in in my area, you know, or in my head, one of the the top tops as well. But um, you know, but you also saw things like 6297 in there as well. That that was oh yeah. Um, at one point, at one point in Southeast Iowa, that was one of every four bags that was sold. Yeah, in the Cal brand. I I, uh, I remember sitting through many many forecast meetings in the other side of the state and wondering like, can we really forecast this many bags for a territory in one genetics? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a heck of, heck of a lot of good products there. And, and, you know, and think back to, to 61, 69, George, you know, that agronomically, that thing was just ugly. <laughs> it, uh, it had average to below average roots. It's late season stock quality was not great. <laughs> uh, it did have some holes on, on diseases as well. But boy, if uh, we just told everybody this is one that you got to spray with fungicide. Yeah. And when you did, it helped the stock quality and the, and the uh, yield aspects of it. But boy, it, it just, uh, it was a step change on yield. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it, it really took, <clears throat> it really took the decalb genetics to the whole new level there. And, and what, what about an Asgrow soybean? Any, anything from the past that sticks out as you to you as a, as a favorite? Oh, it, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of tough to, uh, uh, you know, the soybeans we've gone we don't have the long tails on some of the products like we did with, uh, with corn. Yeah. Uh, they didn't last quite as long, but you still, if you're going, uh, you got to look at things like, uh, uh, 32, 31 mm. and 
uh, 38-32. Yep. Uh, Roundup 2 beans. Those were huge volume beans for us. Um, I guess those are two that I, I think from the past that uh, that really had a longer period that they that they were sold and they were uh, huge volume for us when they were when they were in their prime. Yeah, it, George, if I remember, thirty two, thirty one. Gosh, that thing was. I mean, that thing was like a, a a stick and a pencil, right? That thing was standability wise was was solid, right? That thing just yeah. It it did. It wasn't much for showiness and branchiness, but it just was stability uh, across the board on on standability and yield. Yeah, we just you didn't have complaints about it, and you had a lot of times the guys were coming in and bragging about it being their best bean. Yeah, uh, but you didn't have anybody really uh, really coming in with with major problems with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's it's kind of fun to to think back of some of those some of those products here. So, so so George, what um, you know, twenty six years and a number of different positions, and and you know, and and as you as you, it's starting to probably hit you now, right? You're you're fully retired. You know what what are you going to miss about the the Decal Basgro brand? Well, I always probably one of my favorite things was was the genetics, you know, looking at the, the corn genetics, getting to know the new numbers and and trying to see where they work the best positioning product. Uh, that's probably one of the things I enjoyed the most. I, uh, I've told, uh, uh, I've told some of the people here that uh, I hope they'll let me uh, keep having uh an FTN plot on our farm at home so I can watch some of the new stuff going in. Sure. Going into the future. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the biggest things that the really uh, is kind of tough leaving is just looking at everything that's available now with the merger with Bayer. When you look at our germplasm that we've got in the Calvin Asgro uh, genetic lines, and then when you look at what we've got from a crop protection portfolio it just uh that and then adding uh the climate field view on top of it you look at the portfolio they've got to work with that's something that uh that made me hesitate a little bit to think about retiring yeah i'm sure it did i'm sure it did it uh you, you know, you think back to, you know, those, those years with those products we were talking about and had, and had a good run with them, but you're right. The, the lineup right now, George, you know, what, what in the lineup right now is exciting you as, as you leave that you get to see wh- which products are sticking out in your head. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, some of the new corn germ plasma will do like 6141 and, uh, uh, I think even down further south, the the sixty six, seventeen, and eighteen mm-hmm. to count, those look exciting to me. There's several others too. Even in the there's a new hundred and four that uh, is looking impressive out there. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there that's uh, exciting. And then one thing that I I. I'm looking forward to 
even though I'm not going to be around, is the is the next generation of rootworm control. Yeah. Yeah that that'll be that'll be another game game changer here, hopefully in the, hopefully in the next couple of years. But George, what 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 are you not going to miss? Uh, probably uh, <laughs> probably not uh, spending quite as much time on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like looking at the data. But boy, uh, you started looking at how much time we were we were spending, and then uh, as I've gotten older, when they're changing the programs, it's taken me a little longer to learn the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it seems like they keep changing them about the same about the time you get them figured out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, George, uh, certainly it, it's been. It's been a great run, and, and certainly uh, I know um, Iowa, uh, the the market development, the old uh, technology development group, uh, Decal Basgro, um, you know, number you have your your fingerprint on, on a number of different things over there in in that southeast part of the world uh, of our state, George, and and um, you know I've always valued what what you've got to say. Uh, we know. We know when George spoke, um, you know, it was time to listen. And, and I'm certainly hoping that, that whoever tries to fill your shoes, George, they, they come and, and pick your brain for, for a number of days to, to get all that knowledge uh, on, on your placement of, of all those products. So, uh, George, thank, thank you so much for all your work and everything you've done for Decal Basgro in, in our region. And um, certainly glad that you're not going far, um, but certainly um, hopefully we can uh, still connect down the road. Well, thank you. And I'm hoping I'm running into a lot of the people I've worked with over the years that uh, got a lot of relationships that got established between coworkers and growers that I worked with yeah. and dealers. It's, yeah. It's been good. Yeah, it, it has. It has been good, George. It, it really has. And, and you know, I, as, as sad as it is to, to see uh, somebody like you go, but it's also it's also kind of heartwarming to know that, you know, it, it's you're, you're going to enjoy it. And, and you or this time, uh, this retirement is, is well deserved, George. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for everything. And, and like I said, well, we'll touch base uh, just because you're retired doesn't mean we can't ask you to not be on the podcast. So okay. we, we, may, we may pick your brain again down the road. Okay. Certainly appreciate it. So thanks a lot, George. And, and, and tune back in to the Iowa agronomy update. I uh, hope you enjoyed this special edition here for George and, and we'll, uh, we'll be back in as more, uh, more plot results start to come in and we start hearing some, uh, a little bit more yield results. But again, thank you, George. Thank you. You bet.